Welcome to Lose Lips, everything you always wanted to say, but didn't know how to say it. Today's topic is Russian, Russians and their state of affairs. I have to admit, Russia was never on the top of my list of radar or list of concerns. I mean, you have wars going on in Syria, famine in Africa, shootings in the United States. I never really thought much about Russia. I did have it on my list of countries I wanted to visit, though. Now that there is a war in Ukraine, Russia is on the minds and topics of everyone. In Russia, we see how they now think, how they act, how they are brought up in their society. Russia is not a rich country. The country is managed through a narrow-minded government that completely controls how the public thinks, perceives, and what they do. When Western countries were allowed to have business in Russia, it opened up the Russians' eyes that there are benefits and worlds outside of their own little bubble. There was still propaganda and restrictions, but things were a lot looser, and people were allowed to think and do things as they pleased. I believe until Navalny challenged the opposition, that being Putin, when things started to crack down on the public. With all of the Western comforts that came to Russia, the thinking changed as well. They now saw that they could earn better wages, think like the West, have some of the Western comforts in terms of clothing and technology. Now that the sanctions have hit, they are left without what Putin has called trinkets. Putin has put in place a society where he has tight control and where his rule is law. There are no checks and balances within the society, and the ones that truly make out are the ones who have money. The average citizen does not fare well in Russia, since they are of little concern to the government. They keep the society running and prosperous, but it's the oligarchs in the government that will stand to gain from the rules that Putin has instilled. When you think of all the billions and billions of dollars that are managed by a few of the elite society that is being robbed from the people, it is hard to imagine why the citizens of Russia even put up with it. In their mind, all is well and they are being taken care of, but there is also indication that they really do not know what is going on. They believe what is on their state-run TV and what they read in their state-run papers. Navalny exposed and challenged all of this by running for the government and almost died in the process because of the challenge he put forth when he spread the truth. What is significant is that he had a huge following and many people supported him, which leads me to believe that Russians are actually ready for a change, or at least a certain generation is ready for a change. So now, of course, because of the war, there is a huge campaign of Russia phobes. I have to admit, I am one of them. For one, as we look now carefully at their society, we see that there is little diversity among the society. And without diversity, you have little notion of what others are like, different cultures, different music, different tastes and opinions. This is one that keeps the Russian people out and their own society ignorant. Less diversity. Less diversity equals to less collaboration. When I was growing up, there was a big fear of Russia. Not only in its size, but it was always known as a superpower, a super country that had its shit together. The war has now highlighted that there is little of this within their own ranks of army as well as the government. 
the start of the war, we watched in horror as the Russians amassed thousands and thousands of troops around Ukraine. We all thought the inevitable was going to happen, and the fear was that Ukraine would be overthrown within days. Not only did this seem possible, but it was scary to think that the president of Ukraine, that we all saw, was going to die a quick death. I hated waking up each morning, searching the news, looking for his death, and it never came. I was glad because who wants to see the less empowered, the less fortunate, the less numbered, obliterated like that? But he didn't die. And now, Zelensky has warmed all of our hearts with the courageous way he has brought his own troops and country together to fight for their land as well as what is right. The war is far more than just right and wrong. This is a war of a modern David and Goliath. And who doesn't like to root for the underdog? Needless to say, we were all surprised by the mistakes and ineptness that Russia has shown throughout day one. They clearly outnumbered Ukraine, but have been pushed back numerous times. Granted, the West has been supplying weapons to Ukraine, but what this has opened is that the money that was supposed to go to weaponry in Russia was stolen and went to one of the oligarchs, or many oligarchs, or the elite, or the government. Who knows where the money went? It is evident it is gone in their time of need. But it is also brought to light that Putin is living in the past. When everyone thought Russia was a superpower from World War II and countries were afraid. During the war in Syria, Russia used planes to destroy Syria and placed fear in the Syrians to have them surrender, which they did. Syria had little choice to accept since there was not a meeting of the minds and the West did not come to their aid with better weapons or train them how to fight. In Ukraine, one must remember that some Russians immigrated to Ukraine and became free. Many Russians have family in Ukraine, and Ukraine was so close to Europe that many other nationalities were living there as well. Here you have a society where a Jewish president, Russians, Ukrainians, and other nationalities are living amongst each other, collaborating and getting along. They are free. They are democratic. They can think. So when you have a war in place, of course you are going to band together to fight for that freedom, that democracy. Hold on what you don't want to let go of. In Russia, on the other hand, you have propaganda stating that Ukraine is filled with Nazis and you need to rid the country of Nazis. This is what was told to the citizens of Russia, but it was not true. The real reason behind the invasion was that Putin is trying to bring the USSR back together again. He couldn't tell this to the citizens because it would have caused an uproar. It would have meant definite war, and many of the citizens would not have been in favor of that. Even now, Russia is having trouble increasing their army because of what the propaganda stated in the beginning. After suffering huge and embarrassing losses, they need to replenish the army, but don't know how to spin it to the public in order to gain favor. Oh, what lies we leave, we weave. So now there is a problem, especially in the beginning when the Russians tried to gain as much as they could in Ukraine and suffered embarrassing losses in terms of personnel as well as tanks and artillery. The regime must be embarrassed 
and they can't even say how many of their men have died in this war because it will be admitting defeat that they are getting their butts kicked. Even though now they are concentrating in the Donbass region and they are losing personnel in Ukraine, the Ukrainians are losing just as many. I think many now respect the Ukrainians and the fact that they did not go down in the very first few days. They destroyed planes, helicopters, tanks, paratroops, a leaper grade, generals, colonels. Many, many Russians have died in this war. It makes you wonder, though, to all the mothers, wives, sisters, fathers, are you not wondering why your beloveds are no longer in contact with you? There are reports now that Russia is paying families off to not say anything about their missing beloved so that it will not reach the public. The only thing left in Russia is the phone, but even then, the people are scared to say anything for fear of being jailed or fined. I think the thing that strikes me the most is that Russian public is so censored and they not only accept it, but are happy with it. Many sane Russians in the beginning of the war fled because they knew what was coming to them in terms of censorship, as well as security, in terms of speaking their minds. Many fled to whatever country would take them and are living among free society, whereas others who chose to stay behind seem to take for what it is. Part of the reason I believe there is no uprising as of yet is that the sanctions that are in place have not truly been felt in a society and Russians seem to be adapting. Supposedly, this will be felt in the second and third quarter of 2023. But the Russians are not entirely stupid as they knew something was happening as many went to the ATM to withdraw their money and they couldn't take it out. Shells are disappearing with their favorite Western comforts. Companies are leaving and many are being laid off. There are some instances where companies are still paying their employees, but that has since ended since 2023 took place. But we all know that this is not going to be forever. These people will need to go out and find new employment, and they will be sadly mistaken when they find that there is little for them to do except join a war that Putin has started. Apparently, Russia was very dependent on imports in order to build their technology and keep their, their country afloat. They did not have the tools or the means to create inside their own country what they needed in order to make safer cars, better clothes, better food, liquors, and technology. This was all supplied by the West, and they will soon know that the items that are needed, they will either need to go without such as their new cars that they are producing without anti-light brakes or airbags, or they will have to get inferior products from other countries. Russia is in a dilemma, all due to a dictator that has an overinflated ego and wants to preserve the past before he dies. Putin is surrounded by a lot of yes people, people who don't defy him and are scared to admit the truth to him. When starting this war, I doubt that any of the Russian government thought that the sanctions that have been placed on them would amount to what they are facing today. And believe me when I say it will take years, not only for countries to trust him again, if ever, but it will take years for them to even recover from this, especially 
when the sanctions really start to take effect and affect their society. We are now only seeing the beginning of what their society will be. Russia only has gas and oil. They do not have any other exports that they can use in order to make their country thrive. The soil is not good for farming. They don't produce um, steel or any components that could be used for technology. The people that left, the teachers, engineers, IT specialists, educators, in lieu of staying in a dictator economy are elsewhere. And believe me when I say, other countries will snatch them up. Russia has nothing left but yes people. And when you have people that are not challenging you, you can't grow or extend beyond your own borders. Now, if Russia thinks that they can maintain what they have and thrive while doing business with China, India, Nicaragua, and other countries of the sort, they are sadly mistaken because these countries have their own issues and own agendas. If you look at Iran, which is another heavily sanctioned country, although not even as heavily sanctioned as Russia, you see the poverty in the country, the corruption, the black market, and the turmoil that is in the country. You know that this is where Russia is headed as well. Then you have to wonder what the government is going to do when you have such destruction in your own country. It is also said that the government does not even care about their own citizens, and this is evident in the disparity of classes. Think of North Korea, which is a very poor country, and only a few of the upper class are truly living a decent life. The majority of North Korea is a dump, which is why you are not allowed to take pictures of the country. And in fact, they are actually going through a famine right now. I wait for the time when the sanctions kick in and the average Russian is starting to feel the pain. Not only the average Russian, the elite and the oligarchs, and even the people in the parliament. Maybe selfish of me, but you have to wonder, when will people wake up? There are some that say when Putin dies, the country will go into turmoil and then people will wake up. But I don't think this will be the case. I can only hope that people start to wake up when they lose their jobs, when food is so expensive they can't afford to buy food, or when they find that their food choices are even more limited. But you know what? It's, it's going to take a while. It is definitely going to take a while, and there's nothing that they're going to be able to do. I can only hope that one day Navalny will get out and say, see, this is what I was telling you. Will you follow me now? When you think about it, this war was probably planned well in advance. And in order to get, to get people in line, they had to put Navalny away since his following was so large. And this would have been a problem if the war had started and Navalny was out. It would have gone to the Kremlin's plan. But now you have a war that has started. People are wary of saying anything. And their communication has been cut off. This is not living. I also think part of the disparity is there is a generation gap. There are many old people in Russia who knew of the Cold War and don't want to let it go of the past. This is where Putin falls in. He doesn't want to let go of the past and move forward. He is not bringing the young people with them. The young have tasted the Western comforts. 
they don't want them to go. They want them to continue. This is the young 20 to 30 age group. But then you have the school age children who don't know any better and are being brought up this way and only know this way. So this cycle will continue due to an aging parent who don't want to let go. Honestly, I don't pity the Russians. I think they deserve everything that they have coming to them and more. They are social and global pariahs at the moment. And to be honest, I don't see this ending anytime soon. The Russians have been in this position before, but never to this extent. And with these generations and with many nations and liberties standing behind Ukraine and turning against Russia, Russia has a lot to pay for and a lot to answer to. And for many generations, they will read about this in the history books and on the internet. And this is not something that Russians will ever be able to run from.